Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Marketing Matters podcast. Uh, because we're doing these on a slightly different schedule, I'm going to give up with the seasons and, and episodes, so uh, it's just the latest edition now. But I'm sat here at Glossop Gasworks with my fellow podcaster, David Wright. So welcome, David. Hi, in the very cold sunshine. In the very cold sunshine, but I refuse to complain about the temperature because I'd much prefer the sun than the rain. And uh, it is an absolutely glorious day today. So we, we, sh- we shall celebrate that by talking about today's subject, which is, well, I've entitled it Build, Buy or Rent. So discuss. And it, it sort of, I mean, the, the subject came out of, well, it, it started, it sort of came from two directions. One, I was reading a, I, I was going down an internet rabbit hole that ended with me watching a video from somebody, some American backwoodsman who I suspect had a basement full of canned goods and bottled water, but we won't go down that direction. The other thing that I uh, was looking at was a Telegraph article about the idea of that you can rent Christmas and the fact that nowadays everything, you can rent it, you don't have to buy it. And it sort of got me thinking about the old, when I was back in my in the dark ages of the 80s when I did my uh, MBA, we talked about a, a strategic decision that manufacturers used to have to make, which was about whether you should build or buy something. And I think now that question is much broader. For a long time, we've had sort of software as a service. Now you can have pretty much anything as a service. You can have cars, you can have... Christmas uh, trees. Christmas. Well, the Telegraph article was talking about the idea that you can rent Christmas, you could rent Christmas trees, you could rent your place settings, you could even rent the toys for your kids' presents. So yeah, I thought it was a... And, we were thinking about what to do as a podcast and we got talking about this and thinking actually it's a really relevant question in business today yes you can have everything as a service and suppliers are trying to supply everything would like you to have everything as a service but is it always the right way to go david i think as soon as you bring in the word always the answer <laughs> is it's never always right to do anything and it, it always depends on circumstances. Well, always, there we go yeah. again. Um, it depends on the circumstances. And I think that there's a very basic thing going on at the moment that they're increasingly people want things now. And there's been a push away from the idea of the never-never, which is the classic sort of higher purchase model where you are buying something but on, on monthly payments or whatever right through to where we're at now where you're renting it. And I think the key difference there is that you never own it. Mm. And so the question is, is it better to find a way to actually acquire ownership of something and you can then hopefully benefit from that ownership? Or is it better to let somebody else own it and you just effectively borrow it for a fee whenever you need to? Which brings its own responsibilities. And I think the other issue is that Whereas it might be that you can say, oh, well, it only cost me X pounds a month to do this. In a lot of cases, having that rental model is okay, but you are actually committed. It's not where something that you can just say, well, I want it this month and I don't want it next month. Yeah. There, is, there is a degree of commitment. So just to say, oh, I can, I can get this and it's only going to cost me this today. It's easy to ignore the fact, yes, it's only going to cost me this today, but I'm going to keep paying that for the next yeah. three, six, nine, 12 well, months. The, and the Christmas tree was a great example in the, this article it was talking and I did actually meet someone who does this rather than buying your in my case 1599 Christmas tree from Aldi you other you, supermarkets other Christmas supermarkets trees are available they are indeed at similar prices but uh, yeah they they rented their Christmas tree and uh, that every 
three weeks before Christmas, the farmer would turn up with it in a pot and uh, they'd have it for Christmas and then send it back. And the following year, they get the same one. And according to this Telegraph article, you're talking like sort of seven, eight quid a month for that. Over the and as you say, it's oh, it's not just for the three months you have it. It's over the course of the year, and actually, when you add that all up, it's quite expensive. And I mean, it can in in, in business. I think it can, but the whole software or something as a service can seem very attractive because it comes with very little sort of hassle. I mean, if you take the old car, the the contract rental of a car, it's easy. You, you know, you pay your whatever pounds a month for your car. And all you've got to do is put fuel in it. The rest of it is all covered until you come to give it back. But that's a, a different well, I think issue. I think cars are an interesting model with the, the big shift to electric cars. I, I was listening to a, a piece on the radio the other day where the person who was being interviewed said that the average price of a new car, if you want to buy it, is now £42,000, which is just incredible when you think yeah. uh, how much that has gone up and i realize there are some very expensive ones but but you look at particularly with the growth of electric cars that even a very what would historically have been a very ordinary little car you're talking 30 40,000 pounds for an electric version of that car to the point that most people could not consider buying a car for 42,000 pounds and what's happened is over the past i don't know 10 years or so there's been the growth of the the pcp model where you are essentially renting a car that yes you after the end of your term you have an option to to buy it for some big fee or that you just move on to another rental model and and i think essentially that's what's what's happening with cars nowadays that the vast majority of people never ever buy a car they just they're, they're renting it by the month mm. but that has that has issues in terms of their that the way you've got to look after it and it's very uh, it can be very expensive to hand a car back that isn't in essentially very very high quality condition so yeah and and i think if we we're getting slightly off the subject but if you look at the the sort of the business and we wanted to talk about the sort of the business case and when when should you buy rent or make and i think we'll, we'll sort of put the the make to one side because that's a bit of a manufacturing thing but so when it's about renting or investing i think here and and the, i mean we've had a few situations over the last few months in our business where we've had to make this decision i mean a while ago we we had a situation where our phone system was basically becoming obsolete so we we had to think about how do we replace that and we had the option of going out and buying it and doing it entirely ourselves we had the option of renting it. There were people who would go off with the new sort of IP phone systems. You could pay a monthly fee per handset and it just they do it all for you. And neither of those seemed really appropriate because the doing it all yourself, the maintenance of it and keeping it all up and running to the level we wanted it was not it was gonna be a big overhead. And the just renting it by the handset, because of the way we have it, I won't go into the details, was gonna be hugely expensive. So we sort of came to the conclusion that actually the best bet there was to have a hybrid model where basically we bought all the handsets, we bought the the software, we, we run a the 3CX phone system, which is a, an open source IP phone system. We bought a licensed version of that software. Well, um, that, that does, that the license does, we do have to pay an annual we, yeah, fee. Yeah, it's sort of an annual fee for maintenance. We could actually... I don't. I think if we stopped paying that fee, we would own it and we could carry on using it, but we'd have no maintenance, no updates. So there, there is a value in having that that rental model, and we we get support for that. 
And we also use the, then we had the question of, well, where we need a computer to put it on. And we could have bought a PC and put it in the office and it would have been a complete investment, no, no real ongoing costs. Or the hassle and the, the risk of keeping that going and the fact that if it fell over, we had to, there were a lot of issues with it. So we decided to take the software as a service model and it's actually hosted on a, a Google Cloud server, which we pay our x pounds a month and all of that hosting is is dealt with so so we had that model where actually from the big capital cost of the phone system which is the phones the software and things we decided we were just going to invest in that but for the the ongoing sort of techie bit which was the hosting we decided the best thing to do was to outsource that and we do that with all our hosting because hosting in-house the amount of investment we would have to put in to actually give the level of service that we need from hosting and the level of resilience would be immense so it's that's one where it is actually much better to to buy it in as a service i think i mean essentially with with modern software systems and particularly with internet-based systems you want them to be running 24 7 exactly and the fact is as we all know computers go wrong and for us to be honest, if something goes wrong during a working day, that's not too much of an issue. You can normally fix it. But if we're providing a service to a client who expects expects it to work and something goes wrong at three o'clock in the morning, yeah. we don't want to have exactly. to be getting out of bed and coming and switching computers off and switching them back on again. It's, it's, it's better to have somebody who has a dedicated team doing that. So they're not just doing it for our computer, but they're there ready for hundreds or thousands of computers. So it, there are cost benefits in by effectively renting that that sort of service but i think it is as you you use the word hybrid and i think that's the key that recognizing the bits where it's worth taking the risk on system failure Mm. you know you said we bought our phone handsets if we'd rented them if one of them went wrong then we would just chuck it back at the suppliers and they tend as another one. Mm. But with with ours, if anything goes wrong, then effectively we've taken the decision that we're probably going to have to throw it away and buy a new one. Mm. Uh, okay, that's a different argument or a different case. But our risk, we calculated, we estimate that the chance of it going wrong is any handset is sufficiently small compared mm. to the cost of buying a new one that that's a, a more appropriate solution. And I think it it is that... When you're making decisions, you said it's whether you should be buying or you should be renting or investing or renting. Mm. And then I said, oh, it's, it's never always one or the other. That actually it's working out what is the best hybrid model for, for your own circumstances. But it's, maybe the starting point should be it's almost always going to be some level of hybrid. Yeah. And I think it, and it, is, it is the question of if, do you invest or do you... And, and tie up the capital, I guess, or do you take the approach of saying we're not going to tie up that capital, we're going to pay for it over, you know, as we go. And that is the, that. I mean, another interesting example was uh, our emailing system. Our email, we we currently buy our sort of the email tool we use for sending out marketing emails. We buy that as a service, as a, we pay a monthly fee, and it's all hosted and outsourced. The people who do that have decided they're going to sort of pull out of that market. So we're having to sort of rethink how we do it and we had that option of continuing to do it the way we're doing it or look at a different option we do actually have our own we have the capability in-house to do it completely hosted it's on a computer in here and it's some software that we bought a while ago that we use for some of the more niche uh, areas of our, our work and it was that decision do we continue to pay it on a uh, month by month or do we 
enhance what we've got and bring it in house. And it was that it was that decision. Well, actually, if we bring it in house, that's going to give us some hassle because at the moment, if there's an issue, we just ring the people and they sort it. But it's getting more and more expensive, and so we had to make that calculation. And and it looks like we're actually again going to go down the route where rather than just using the system that we've got as it is, so we could say, well, we'll just invest nothing and bring it in house. What we've decided to do is invest in improving the system we've got in-house to bring it up to uh, a fully modern spec, which will cost us maybe the equivalent of a, of a year's rental in if we'd outsourced it. But then it will be, we'll have it in-house and that year two, assuming that there are, you know, obviously maintenance and, and those sort of things, it will be in-house and that rental cost will be no more and we will be in total control of it. So, you know, it, it was that decision about do we carry on renting it or do we invest? And we've taken the, the decision to invest. I, I th- but that's really what it should be. But I think there's another factor as well, and that is the availability of the money. Because well, yes. I think particularly small business, a lot of them can be run on very tight purse strings. Mm. And there often is certainly perceived to be no spare cash. Now, I think any business should always have a a fighting fund of capital. I ran a business for many, many years with no working capital. And it caused all sorts of problems. And I think that it there should any business should have a pot of money that it can it can use to allow it to make decisions along the lines that we're talking about. Yeah. today because you know if you if you are regularly putting let's say i don't know it could be as little as 100 or 200 pounds a month into a business fighting fund after a year you've got a couple of thousand pounds yeah. sitting there maybe um that you start to have something that that you can use to to help you make these decisions and and hopefully it's not cost you that much on a month by month basis but it, it's amazing how yeah. it does start to build up but but even if you don't have that fighting fund there is the available i'm assuming you have a viable business that can get finance there is there are always options to finance things and you, then obviously the the interest and the finance costs have to come into the decision the financial decision you're making about it but very often even if you include those that it can be a much more in the long term it can be a much more cost effective solution to actually invest in something rather than just buying it as a, as a service because obviously the services they have to build all of those sorts of things and the investments they're making into the the and they've 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 got to be financed so i think there's it's it's not and it's not just a financial decision there are a lot of other things it's around Uh, It's about what's best for your business. You should be looking about what you're trying to achieve as a business, where you want to focus your time and efforts. We don't want to focus our time and efforts in dealing with the technical hassles of a phone system. So we outsource those technical hassles. We do want to, you know, our core business is things like email marketing. So we're quite happy to invest the the time in in understanding that technically. So there's many different elements. I think there is another factor to consider in here, and that is particularly when you're looking at at software, and certainly this is true of the the phone system option we've gone down, that, and this is something we've talked about before, that there are often free options. Mm. And that what happens is that a business might decide to go down the free option, which is essentially a rental option at which you're getting the, we can have a free version. But clearly that is one way or another that is not sustainable because if somebody's supplying a a service and people are only ever buying the free version, then... 
something's got to give somewhere. I mean, we see it with the likes of the, some of the big social media platforms, how there's all sorts of arguments about data privacy and that sort mm. of thing. But on a more practical, uh, sort of realistic day-by-day level, if you have a business and all you're doing is giving people stuff for free, you're not going to last very long. So mm. you, you have to have the paid-for version. But equally, if you're using the free version my experience off very often you quickly get to the point that you want some sort of functionality isn't that is, isn't available in the free version. They're very version. good at putting in that little bit of functionality that you but, need. But the natural the thing to do then is think, okay, I'm using it. I, I'm happy I'm getting some value out of it. I'm going to start paying yeah. for it. So that puts you in the rental model without, so you almost quietly side, sidle into the rental model without ever considering the uh, the investment model. And and a lot of people do that. Mm. And, and, and I say often it can be can be a good option, but I think when there is a an investment option, it's it's at least worth considering it. Mm. Even if you, you choose, no, I'm going to stick with what I'm doing, that's fine. Yeah. But as long as it's been thought through. And I think that's, it, it is this, I see the world today and coming back to the point you were raising at the start about how everything is shifting to a a rental a rental model because actually that is a better model for the supplier yeah. in many cases again assuming they've been able they've been able to cover the investment of setting the business up in the first place but that that rental model makes for a much more sustainable business assuming you can get there but it also puts the consumer in a in a position where they are constantly in hock to yeah. to the people they're getting their, their their services from. That's right, and I say yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've just looked at the time now. You said well, before we started, I said we're going to keep this under fifteen minutes. I think we're going to start wrapping it up. But I think we've we've had the discussion. I think ultimately it comes down to the fact that. It, it's got to be when you're making this decision about how you build capabilities in your business, it is a cost-benefit decision or it, it's a, well, it's more than the cost base. It's a, the benefits uh, that it gives to your business compared to, compared against the costs, whether they be financial, time, technical, whatever it may be, that it's going to cost your business. So that it is that decision. And I think the other thing that sometimes is forgotten is investment is good for your business. It is good to invest in your business because ultimately that is one of the key things that builds long-term value in a business. I, I think ultimately most, maybe even all, certainly most significant successful businesses are in that position because of the investment they have made and then subsequently the the effectively the marketing of the services that they have created through their investment to build a customer base and yeah. so the value of the business has come initially from from investment mm, absolutely and the final thing is i think you've got to take uh, generally speaking, a relatively medium and long-term view of this. It may seem that in the short term, you've got a choice of spending X to invest or a very small fraction of X to buy. Well, it, it could be it could be £10 or £1,000. Exactly. You know? But if you look, you've got to look at it in the long term and say, well, how long am I going to need this for? How You've got to make those long-term investment decisions and you've got to think of them in that context, even if you're just signing up for a, a service that you're committing to month by month. Because actually, if it's going to become a core part of your business, 
that is a long-term commitment. Even if they don't make you sign a long-term commitment, you're going to need that service going forward. So you've got to take that, that long-term approach. And ultimately, I think I'll just finish by saying that just because it's the way everybody when seems to be going at the moment, that everything's a service and you don't have to invest in anything, you can just buy it as on a month-by-month basis, just because that's the Except way Except it's often can, not a month-by-month well, month basis. whatever it may be. Just because that's the way everybody go, is going doesn't necessarily mean it's always the right way to go. I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, unless you've got anything more to add? No, I think that I think you said it, or we've touched on it. You know, almost always the hybrid model is of, of life yeah. is the right way to go. But it's about making your own decisions about where the balance is. Sounds good to me. So we shall leave it there until next time. We, if you want to find anything more, you'll find our podcasts at podcast.bsamarketing.com. You'll find blog posts about all things business and marketing on our blog at www.bsamarketing.com. And you'll also find us on LinkedIn and Twitter if it's still there on at BSA Marketing. So until next time, we shall say goodbye and happy marketing. Happy marketing. Bye now.